0: Hi, I'm Michael Kaju.
1: And I'm Adi Kaju, and you're listening to The WAG Podcast. This podcast is about health, wellness, and personal development.
0: Each episode is a short conversation between Adi and I on a single topic with actionable steps. We cover everything from food, mindset, fitness, and relationships.
1: We started WAG because of the way health and fitness changed our lives, so we hope to share a tool or two that helps you along your way. Hello, welcome back, guys. Welcome back to the Wag Podcast, where I still sound like this, <laughs>
0: and I still sound like this. Very, <laughs> just a, an amazing podcaster voice.
1: <laughs> you actually have one of the best podcast voice voices of anyone I've ever heard.
0: I mean, you're the only person that's told me that, so I think you just like my voice. Am
1: I really the only one who's ever told I think you that? So, yeah.
0: Ever. <laughs> yeah, really? I mean, a couple people have said you have a good podcasting voice, but
1: it's the same I thing. Mean, so other people have definitely said it to you as well. Maybe a bunch like of people have told me I have a terrible podcast. Voice. <laughs> really? <laughs> well, I just have Not this, podcast. This when I you're have an, doing videos. You do yeah, talk something. I have an uptalk problem because I get nervous and I turn everything into a question. <laughs> okay, so we're here. We're talking about something. Um, I'm, I'm doing a little another interview of Michael of a superpower that he has that he's taught me how to implement in my life. It's really impacted my life in a huge way. And that's about completing big conflicts that have happened in your life. And we're going to get into that in a second. And it doesn't
0: have to be even massive, just like completing conflict in general.
1: Mm-hmm. Completing conflict, conflict things that have happened that like you still hold on to with not just intimate relationships, but also friendships, family members, um, all sorts of things in your life, and just completing as many of those as possible, meaning resolving them or getting to a place where you can move on and not think about it mm-hmm. anymore. So we're going to talk about that. But before we start, if you guys have any questions that you would like to submit to this podcast. So maybe you listen to this episode and you're like, whoa, I really want to be able to complete conflict in my life, but I have a question that requires more clarity on exactly how to go about that, or we didn't touch on it in this episode. We want to make sure that everything we talk about here is super valuable to you. And we really want this to be an ongoing conversation between you guys and us so that we can help you implement these things in your life and actually make a difference that is the best and absolute like the absolute best way to pay us back is to do these things in your life and get results or not and then let us know how it's how things are going so that we can make this better and better and better Mm -hmm. so if you want to submit a question go to gravity.com forward slash podcast you'll scroll down to start a recording you're going to click that button you're going to tell us who you are and where you're from. And you're going to give us a brief, succinct message. Hopefully, you can do it in a place that's quiet and um, at least a reasonable sound quality. We've had a couple questions that came in. Put duct
0: tape over your baby's mouth for a sec.
1: No, uh, Michael, that's so aggressive. (laughs) Um, (laughs) We've had a couple people submit some questions with like a cat meowing in the back or like a dog or something that we just can't play on the show. So we really would appreciate just, you know, it shouldn't be that long of a question. Just be quiet for... Um, a little bit so that we can play it on the show and um, it can be valuable for other people. So now let's get into this. So I want to talk about something that you do really, really well and it's something that I really admire in you, that you don't have a lot of incomplete conflict or resentments in your life that you haven't at least attempted to do everything possible to resolve it. So what I'm talking about here is... When you're younger in your adolescence or at certain points in your life, you haven't been the person that you are now. And there's been moments when you've been out of integrity with yourself and you've treated other people in a way that was disrespectful or you've been selfish or you've just made a mistake and that has either ruined a relationship or it's really hurt somebody or it's made a big impact on their life and that often can can create a lot of pain and if unresolved maybe one or both people think about that sometimes for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. So I can give an example of something that I'm talking about. Like in my life, I have a a best friend that I had in high school who um, I talked to Michael about her all the time. She was like my best friend. We spent every single day together. We did everything together. We had so much in common. And she started dating my boyfriend's brother. And it kind of just like really changed our relationship. And instead of just talking to her about it in a respectful way, I thought love and caring about somebody meant fighting with them. And I would fight with her for like her to choose me over him, which was unfair in that scenario in so many ways. And it really damaged our relationship. And I've thought about it so many times ever since. And I've you know, wanted to reach out and wanted to apologize and wanted to take accountability for my piece and all of it. Um, and I've worked to try and resolve that conflict for myself. So I'm talking about things like that. Mm-hmm. Cool. We're gonna talk about that today. Yeah. So, <laughs> anything else to say about like conflict in general?
0: I think I got really good at resolving it because I had so much of it as a as a teenager, like so much of it. And in rehab and Alcoholics Anonymous, one of the absolute biggest pieces of uh, recovery is completing conflict. It's So in in a lot of different 12-step programs, recovery programs, there's this idea of taking inventory. So taking inventory of resentments, of um, transgressions, of ways that you um, harmed other people. And I took inventory for years, starting at age, I, I think like 15 or 16, I did my first Uh, fourth step in Alcoholics Anonymous. And so by the time I was 17, 18 years old, I had this really solid inventory of all the different ways I fucked up and I fucked over the people in my life. And what I learned through my recovery process is that holding on to conflict and having these unsolved loops in our lives are the source of depression, Anxiety—it's the source of tension in relationships. Um, for me, it was a lot of the source of addiction. You know, my my addiction started, I think, mostly as a social thing. But at some point, I started to do things to keep up this addiction. It turned into a physical addiction, and I had to maintain this. So I had to well, I had to. I chose to steal, lie, and cheat. And I started to do things that created shame in my life. I, I, I started to create a lot of conflict in my life. And that, in turn, became the, the bigger source of continued addiction. Am I making sense there? Yeah, totally. And so in my recovery, it became so important to, at first, just go through that entire inventory and make amends to every single person on that list and to complete every single conflict that I could. And then on an ongoing basis, as a part of my recovery, anytime I messed up and and acted out of line with my values, my work was to promptly admit it and promptly make amends with people. And so that was really deeply ingrained in me for years. And now I just sort of have this belief that – I, I forget what the comment or quote is. It's something like the quality of your life is directly proportional to your ability to have tough conversations or something like that. Mm-hmm. And something that, that that's something that's proven to be true. The quicker I can have tough conversations and – Make explicit what is implicit, like bring forth the things that are like the tension between me and someone else and um, take accountability for my shit. The faster we're in harmony and in friendship and all that sort of yeah. stuff.
1: You are an absolute Jedi when it comes to this. It's exactly why I bought you a shirt that says owning your shit is sexy because Michael – owns his shit and he gets through this stuff really quickly so that there's the minimal amount of tension and resentment in between that's um, wasting his time. And on that note, why is it important to do this and what happens if you don't?
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, so even if you're not a drug addict... Then, you know, for me in the past, it could have led to relapse and addiction. So even if you're not, even if that isn't the case for you, I think having conflict in your life is what leads to the majority of depression, anxiety, and stress. Um, It also leads to bound up energy. So anytime I have this relationship that I guess the closer the relationship is that you have conflict in, the more energy that's probably going to be bound up. And so an intimate relationship is the best example. Anytime I'm in a fight with a D, I cannot fucking think straight,
1: right? He's locked his keys (laughs) in his car before. I can't think straight.
0: So much less can I be on a a podcast and really crush it. Like all I can think about is either my part in the situation or her part. And I just can't, I I, I really can't, I can't think clearly. And so all of this energy is being bound up. I can't be creative. I can't be productive. And that happens for every single person.
1: And that's something like really acute, but this also happens for a relationship that's ended and you haven't even spoken to that person for years. So an ex-boyfriend, you are like a part of you knows the way that you behaved was shameful or in a way that you wouldn't do it now and you know that it probably hurt them. That feeling will stay with you. It's it, like is a bound up energy inside you and not resolving it I'm sure everyone can relate to the experience of like it pops up in your head every once in a while. And you're like, I haven't thought about this person for so long. But somewhere in there, you're still holding on to... The fact that you're you're regretful that you behave that way, mm-hmm. or um, there's this conflict that hasn't been resolved between the two of you.
0: Yeah, there's tension somewhere being held up in your body, whether you're conscious of it or not. And so by releasing these things and making it a habit, just making it a part of who you are to resolve the conflicts in your life, in my experience, leads to you feel has led to me feeling like at first, like a huge weight off of my shoulders. And now, just like a, a general lightness of going through life, sure, I go through moments of sadness and, um, and anxiety, but in general, I feel really light. I feel joyful. I don't have anyone in my life that I'm resentful towards, anyone that I harbor uh, anger or much frustration against, because if I do, I just bring it up to them and we work through it. And then we can both let go of those negative emotions
1: one of my favorite quotes that someone told me is that resentment is like drinking poison and hoping the other person's going to die. So if you find yourself thinking about somebody and being resentful about a situation, it's important to remember that they don't A, know that you're feeling that way. They don't feel the feelings that you're feeling. So you're really the only one who's suffering in that situation. If you're brooding over like, I'm so angry about this or I'm so resentful of them, it's really you're the only one who's suffering in that situation. So this is really important to be able to get through these things because if you don't, then you're just the one who's drinking the poison and you're suffering and and they don't even know that you're suffering. Mm-hmm. They could just be like living their life, having the best time and you're there feeling all of these feelings and it's just not worth your time. It's mm-hmm. a waste of energy that's taking away from the things that actually are important to you and the people that are in your life right now that matter and um, it's just important to be able to get through these and I've seen Michael do this in a way that's so complete. And I think it's really cool that rehab did that for you. Um, that going, a huge yeah, gift. Yeah. I gift. think rehab was such a huge gift for you in so many different ways. And it was a huge gift for me because I get to learn from you mm-hmm. and now everybody else gets to learn from you.
0: Yeah. And one, and one more reason that I think this is so beneficial is like when you, when you behave this way consistently for a long period of time, you become so well-respected and so trusted. I make mistakes all of the time. But I think the people, I know the people in my, in my life trust that even if I do make a mistake, that I will make it right. They trust that I am trying to do right by them. And if I don't, that I will promptly admit it and we will be back in, um, I don't know, cohesion.
1: Let's talk about how you actually go about completing conflict. So what are some steps that people can take?
0: If you're like super into this and you want to like complete everything in your life, go and check out the the brute episode that I did called Moral Inventory, and I talk about doing a fourth step like a like an Alcoholics Anonymous fourth step for sober people. You can do it if you're an addict as well, obviously. But um, taking a full moral inventory can be a really powerful thing. However, that takes quite some time. Um, if you just have something like a conflict on your mind right now and you want to solve it. Um, The way that I do it is, first and foremost, I look deep within myself and look for my part in the situation. One thing that I learned in Alcoholics Anonymous is to keep my side of the street clean at all times. And so even if I feel like someone has, um, they're responsible for like 99% of the conflict, I look for my 1%. And another really like, useful concept that a D and I have gotten in our relationship is that there's not 100% of a conflict where she did 99% and I did 1%. I am 100% responsible for my actions and her, she is 100% responsible for her actions. So I've learned to stop trying to keep score and divvy up, like how much someone res- was responsible. Um, and I just look for my part in the situation. The reason I do this is because I've learned that if I go into a conversation with someone and try to resolve a conflict and I say, um, you did this, like you need to apologize for this, people just get defensive. No one likes to be communicated that way. You
1: don't want to have any blame, shame, or judgment towards the other person Mm -hmm. because it immediately... Their, their like natural instinct is to protect themselves, to um, go into defensive mode and they, they feel like they're being attacked and anytime you're being attacked, you just want to be, be, protect yourself. We mm-hmm. all have um, self-protective instincts. Mm-hmm.
0: So I look for my part and then I acknowledge it. And the way that I acknowledge it, I think is very important. I make it clear that I understand at least somewhat the impact that my actions had on them. So... So I had this I had this business partner and for years I downplayed his role and so in a lot of my communication with him I would kind of minimize his input, minimize his role in making the company successful and at, and I held on to this honestly for years. And at some point I reached out to him and I said, "Look man, I've been thinking a lot about this, and for a long time, I really minimized your input into the business. And what I just realized is that you actually had an enormous impact on making this business successful, and I really appreciate you, and I hope you can forgive me. And there are lots of different ways that he communicated with me that weren't ideal like years ago, Um, but I didn't bring any of that up. I totally acknowledge my part and I just left it at that.
1: And you also acknowledge like how that might have made him feel. Like mm-hmm. it, might have, it might have made him feel disrespected or not cared for and you didn't want to make him feel that way. So acknowledging exactly. that as well.
0: Exactly. And what I didn't do in that one and I don't do ever is say something like, I'm sorry if you felt that way. Because if we say, I'm sorry if you felt that way, it takes the responsibility off of us.
1: It's saying that like you felt that way, but I didn't make you feel that way. And nobody wants to hear that. Mm-hmm.
0: So number one is acknowledge. I acknowledge my part. Number two is I invite them. Like if I'm face to face or on the phone with someone, I invite them to share how, what the impact was, was like on them. So I might say like, like how are you feeling? Like do you mm-hmm. have anything that, else that you want to tell me?
1: Yeah. Like if you, if there's anything else that I haven't acknowledged that you still want to share with me, I am open to hearing it judgment-free and acknowledging and taking responsibility for more to allow people to, because in this conflict resolution, you want them to allow it to to be complete as well. Mm -hmm. So that is really, really an important piece as well.
0: So number three is just to let go. So once I've acknowledged my piece and given them a chance to share, I just let go. As opposed to saying, okay, now that I've acknowledged my part, now you need to apologize for this. Again, that can make people defensive and it can also come across as you having an ulterior motive. It can come across as um, you entering into that conversation for the sole purpose of them apologizing to you. The benefit of this is that with 75% of people, maybe even more, like once you acknowledge your part and you lay down your sword, they will automatically lay down theirs. If they don't, that's on them. That's their shit. All you can do is acknowledge your part. That's the only thing you're in control of.
1: Yeah, I think it's really important before you go into any type of conflict, completion, conversation, that you make a decision in your head that regardless of the response that you get, regardless of whether you get a response or not, that you are you are sending out this communication so that you are complete at the end of it. Mm-hmm. And... It's important to know that if – like I have done this and I have tried to acknowledge everything and followed these exact steps and I've gotten no response. Mm -hmm. And I remind myself that getting no response actually doesn't have anything to do with me. It's that person for some reason wants to still hold on to something and they are – feeling that resentment that i don't want to feel anymore mm-hmm. that i'm letting go of that resentment so i don't have to feel that pain they either want to stay right for some reason they don't want to explain com- that a little bit like they don't want to resolve the conflict because in their head they've won and they're mm-hmm. right and they're better and they for some reason they're they get to hold on to this like keeping me wrong mm-hmm. like she was wrong and if i resolve this conflict i'm relieving her of that consequence of being wrong when in reality I'm completing Like I'm feeling like I'm going into this conversation with the ability to let go of all the resentment that I'm holding, Mm -hmm. knowing that after this conversation, regardless of the response, which is a really hard thing to do, and sometimes you have to keep reminding yourself that even if I don't get a response, I'm doing everything I can on my side of the street so that I feel complete at the end, that there's nothing else I could have done to try to resolve this conflict, and I can move on with my life. And if they choose not to acknowledge or to respond at all, then um if anything i feel sad and th- that's okay and that's i'm just going to let them have to live with that cuz i'm not going to have to feel that anymore mm-hmm. so um that's a really hard piece of this because there's something satisfying about getting a response and actually having the resolution but that is outside of your control mm-hmm. so it's important to remember that that's outside of your control so there's one more piece that i want to talk about those So those steps, just to, just to summarize or reiterate the steps, there's the one that acknowledge your part entirely and how the impact that you had on this person. Um, invite them to share any more that they have that you haven't already acknowledged and without judging them or you getting defensive or creating more conflict. And um, let go regardless of whether you get a response or even what their response is. Mm-hmm. Now, I want one more clarification because I think – this is a very high-charged situation depending on what the conflict was and how important this person was to you or how big of a deal it was. Um, When there's certain situations that we've talked about this a lot, there's certain situations that, yes, you should actually go and have a conversation with this person, like reach out to them, send them a letter in the mail, send them an email, call them on the phone, go to their house, like do whatever you can to resolve this conflict. But there are some situations where making contact could actually do more harm than good and is more about you than it is about them. And I want to talk about that a little bit more and dive into a little little bit deeper. And that it actually might be better to try and resolve this conflict within yourself without actually communicating with that person. And it's the same with like, maybe this person's passed away. So maybe you actually can't get into contact with this person anymore. So how can you decide when you should make contact with somebody and when you should actually not. And when it's probably better to just try and resolve this conflict on your own. Of course, if someone's dead, Mm -hmm. you want to resolve this conflict on your own because you don't want to hold the resentment just because you can't have Mm -hmm. the conversation with somebody. But when do you know what this person's still alive and you can contact them? When do you know when to and when not to?
0: I think the only way to do it is ask yourself if, um, like, even if this, conversation goes well is the other person going to uh is their life going to be better at the end of this conversation entering into this type of conversation like completing the conflict is always great for us if it goes well because we get to let go of i don't know guilt shame resentment bitterness all of those feelings that are that are binding up our energy Um, but sometimes Someone else might, they might be actually completely over it. They might not even know you screwed them over at whatever point. And by bringing this up, this could open up some kind of uh, wound for them. It could just cause them more harm than good. So I think the only way to do it is ask them, is this actually beneficial for the other person? Or are you just trying to clear your own conscience? If by searching through yourself, you're, it, it seems like you're just trying to clear your own conscience and this isn't beneficial for the other person, then you might try just writing a letter that you actually don't send to the person. You can share it with another person just to feel like you're really uh, expressed. You can just write in your journal to yourself and just like express those emotions and express what you might have said to that person.
1: I think those are some
0: good ways to go about it. Yeah, you can go to therapy. You can talk about it with a friend.
1: One thing that you told me I had a situation where I actually didn't reach out to the person. And you told me that if I did, and let's say this person, then wanted to create a relationship with me, like you're opening it up, like you're opening it up to now have communication with this person. Do I want to continue a relationship with this person? And my answer was no. And you were like, that's another way of knowing that maybe I should just resolve this conversation on my own versus actually reaching out to that person um, if they would potentially want to continue having a relationship with me. So
0: yeah, it seemed it seemed in that situation like resolving it was more about how you felt than, than clearing up the conflict in the relationship.
1: Yeah, totally. So I hope this was really helpful for you guys. I think this is really, really important. And I think that if you do this continuously throughout your life, it can dramatically improve your quality of life. It can improve the quality of your relationships. It can also lead to having this like pride in who you are as a person and how you show up in the world. That is a very, very valuable feeling to walk with. And just being proud of the kind of person that you are and the way that you treat people, I I don't think there's a lot of things that are better than that.
0: I totally agree. Yeah, Yeah, someone that speaks your truth.
1: Thanks for listening, guys. And um, I hope this was helpful. Peace. Thanks for joining us. Stay in touch by signing up for our newsletter at WorkingAgainstGravity.com or on Instagram at Working Against Gravity.
0: Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, leave us a five-star review, and refer a friend. We'll be back next week with another episode. Talk to you then.